This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Umphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured my conversation with the awesome dudes from the funk rock jam band Mosey Beat, Taylor, Blair, and David. Taylor talks about taking lessons with Jake. Blair reminisces about the time he went to a Chris Myers drum clinic. They tell us a little history about their band. They give us some news about their new EP coming this summer, talk about what Umphreys McGee tunes they've covered, and a whole bunch more. There is a video of our chat, if that's your thing, and you can find the link for YouTube and IGTV in the show notes, as well as where you can give a listen to the audio. Thank you so much to Blair, Taylor, and David for your time. It was so much fun chatting with you guys, learning more about you, your band, your musical history, and talking about Umphreys with you. Can't wait to rage a show with you guys. Before we dive in, I want to share with you an amazing offer exclusively for my listeners from Audible.com. Audible.com allows you to choose from thousands of audiobook titles to download that you can listen to offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free to download and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. And something I thought was awesome, you can listen across devices without losing your spot. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and personal development. Every month, members receive one credit to pick any title from a number of genres and subjects, two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post as well as guided meditation programs. Also, if you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your monthly credits for up to a year and use them to binge on a whole series later if you'd like. I personally love reading personal development books and biographies about musicians, which I'm sure is not a surprise to hear. I've listened to some really great ones using Audible. A few that I loved were The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, Girl Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis, You Are a Badass by Jen Sinchiro, and some incredible biographies like The Dirt, The Motley Crue Story, Gold Dust Woman about Stevie Nicks, and Life by Keith Richards, which was absolutely phenomenal, and I seriously recommend that book to every music fan that I know. No matter what your favorite genre, Audible has something you'll enjoy. 
Head to audibletrial.com slash dropped among this crowd and you'll receive a 30-day free trial of Audible and a free audiobook of your choice. A perfect way to snag that book you've been meaning to check out. That's audibletrial.com slash D-R-O-P-P-E-D-A-M-O-N-G-T-H-I-S-C-R-O-W-D for your free 30-day trial of Audible and free audiobook. This week I am very, very, very excited to be bringing you guys a full recap from the Live in the Boondocks shows in Niles, Michigan on June 10th and 11th. In addition to my review of everything that went down those two nights at Jake's studio, I am also pleased to welcome to the show Boondock Studio Manager, Jim Leap. Jim and I are going to talk about all things Boondock Sessions and dives into the details of getting this space ready for the live streams, so make sure you stick around for that a little later in the show. He also takes us on a little tour of the studio, so make sure that you take a few minutes to check that out on the show's YouTube channel. Where you can find that is in the show notes. Jim is a huge supporter of the show and a good friend of mine, and he was actually the very first guest to ever appear on the podcast back in May 2018, episode one. A really great conversation. You'll hear more about a whole bunch of his history that we don't go into this time, so tune in if you're interested in hearing his story and you've never listened to that before. The link for that is also in the show notes. That happened to be both of our first interviews, and you'll for sure hear my extreme podcast noobness when you tune in. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, sweet prints, or sells other interesting products that you think peeps would like to purchase? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that can make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele. Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd help you get the word out. With interviews on the show and sponsorship packages that include ad time on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow um family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. All right, so let's dive into the live streams. And seriously, how lucky are we as fans that the band we love did something like this, and that Jake has the space to make this possible. Watching these shows honestly made me feel a little like life wasn't so fucked up for a little bit. I have some friends that I talked to that shared this same feeling, having those show day butterflies, talking to folks about the show. It was just a really great feeling to have. It has been an emotional thing for me not seeing music like this. It's a big piece of who I am, not only in what I love to do in my spare time and obviously with the podcast, but just in my day-to-day life. And I know so many, probably all of you listening, feel the exact same way. So 
these shows really got me emotionally. Even the day after night one and then after night two, even honestly still, I feel such a sense of motivation and fuck yeah inside of me having them play music and being able to go through all of the emotions during the songs. It was just so healing and the healing that I needed for sure. It just kind of had this feeling that, you know, um is playing. It's beautiful. Life's not so fucked up for a minute. It's It was a really great feeling. And I know that all of you um, listening definitely feel that same way. In case you were wondering, these do not count toward your show stats. And it says that on all things Umphreys under the set list for those nights. And actually, those set lists are links in the show notes. Um, so no, you can't add this to your show count in case anybody's asking. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the first night. Almost two hours of music, a part of the evening's admissions, going to Equal Justice Justice Initiative, which I will link in the show notes. The band donated $5,000, which is pretty incredible. Both shows happening at Jake's Boondock Studio in Niles, Michigan, as I mentioned. This amazing space was once an old horse barn that was once a home, but not all at the same time, to puppies, a bunny that Jake had, an old Corvette, and Jake's dirt bikes. Began its conversion to a music-friendly space for Jake when he was about 11, 12 years old. He'd outgrown his bedroom with all the instruments he was already playing, which at that point were drums, electric guitar, keyboard. He also had two amps, his stereo, and his bunk bed in there, so you can imagine the lack of room. Also, the job of lugging equipment back and forth started to be a lot for his parents. By building him a space, he was able to play louder than in the house, free up space in his room, not having to move gear, and now he had somewhere to have the friends over that he was trying to convince to be in a band with him. The necessity was really the mother of invention with that space. I have had the extreme pleasure of visiting Boondocks twice, and I can tell you the magic there is very much real. Other bands have had the pleasure of recording music there, and actually, in a few weeks, I will be airing my conversation with Mark Sultan, guitar player for the band Fuchs, and he talks about the experience of recording in that awesome space. You're definitely going to want to check that one out. Also, when I interviewed Jake's mom, Julie, in episode 14, she gives some history on boondocks and, of course, shares some awesome-as-hell stories about Jake's childhood. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Definitely listen if you haven't. Thank you, of course, to Jake, Brendan, Ryan, Joel, Chris, and Andy. Also, Kevin Browning, Jake, Sam from Tour Gigs, Greg Majors, who mixed the new Ali Babastini album, Bottom Feeders, Shane Hendrickson, Daisha Amster, who took care of Feeding the Guys, and of course, Jim Leap, Julie and Craig Sinegar and anybody else who was a part of making this happen. Thank you so much. We're very, very grateful for your hard work in making this happen. I was thinking about what I wanted to hear them play, and honestly, I just wanted to hear them play whatever. Um, But knowing that they always give us exactly what we need, 
I mean, we knew that this was going to be awesome. I thought the set list for this night and night two was really well chosen. Going right for it with Glory to open and, of course, just goosebumps when Jake hits that first note and an instant smile on my face. Like, holy fuck. Just everything. I mean, we all know. Watching this the first time, I honestly just sat there and watched the first two songs. Just absorbed it all. Everything that has happened since the last time I saw them. And really, it wasn't that long, but how much life has changed since then. You know, the whole world has changed since then. So it was just like, holy shit. A very solid way to come back, I thought. God, it felt so good to see them play live, and I felt the exact same way when I watched it the second and third time. Also, we got to mention how freaking happy Jake was to have everyone in his space creating like this. So apparent from the beginning. But, I mean, through both nights. Sounded so great coming out. Bayless's voice sounded really great. And as many have said, no rust. And there was no doubt the guys were having the connection that they do when they're put into a room together to play music that they really needed this as much as we did. Puppet String coming out next, getting really comfortable with itself and taking us on our first little adventure. Felt amazing to wander with these guys again, really getting to nastiness slightly before five and a half instantly thought about how Ben Factor would be lighting this up and how fucking wonderful was that to dance to, too. Seriously. Twinkling down to earth about three minutes later, slowly floats out, enjoying a little stroll, melting back together and coming back into puppet string. Goosebumps again when Bela says, are you prepared for what comes next? I know I've mentioned this before, how it gets me and it being in the show intro. I just love that line. And boy, it's pretty apt for the times, huh? (laughs) That one was damn hot. Maybe someday next, again, a fantastic song choice, I thought. And yes to Jake, just shredding the shit out of that. The little things, too, that helped it make make it feel like a real show. Bayless throwing the set list at the camera. The banter throughout both of these nights is just gold and worth the price of admission itself. And Jake talking about the crowd from last night, just the best. A nice fatty utopian next, slipping right into pure saturation at 127. Shout out to Joel for confirming the exact start of that one for me. The first part of this, the most uplifting and wonderful little adventure that confidently and so joyfully dances along for a little over a minute before tumbling back into Utopian, then dropping back into pure saturation slightly after four minutes, oozing with this intergalactic funk sound as it wanders out, another moment where I thought about Ben, continuing along that same funky path for a little bit, cooling its heels and coming back down to earth, having this dreamy and uplifting vibe as it continues to float along. This was certainly a wonderful jam to be nestled inside of, especially when it rounds that corner like 11 minutes-ish, and it's kind of, to me, felt like we were, when we were recently driving, 
to Asheville in February and we came off the thruway and came around the corner and it was just the smoky mountains and sunshine and this feeling of just wow that is why I love this band there's moments in a jam where I can equate it to these wonderful moments in my life where you feel these these rush of emotions and it's just it's awesome catching its breath for a second before revving back up and driving right back into Utopian. If we're picking highlights from this one, this Utopian would definitely be one, in my opinion. Getting a little weird, Joel channeling some R2-D2 before we hop back on the ride, on to ride the reggae vibe, going into a cover of Bob Marley's Trench Town Rock. And fuck, man. Hit me with music. Yeah, okay, guys. Whew. This one covered a total of 57 times, including this one here, and last played June 1st, 2018 at Mountain Music Festival in West Virginia. Bayless recently had played it during Why Not about a week before these shows, and if we were not already feeling all the emotions, they take us right into Haji. And yes, I did cry. And there was zero shame about it. <laughs> Waltzing confidently right into Ringo, a song that, if you did not know, was written about Jake's cat Ringo, who lived at the studio for 16 years or so. Jake actually talks about it after this nasty version. Slipping into something a little sexier, but keeping the spine of Ringo as it adventures out. Getting to hear Jake direct the jam in the way that he does in the talkback mics or with hand gestures during the show was certainly a very, very nice little treat for from these sessions as well. Forcefully coming back into Ringo and then going off Brennan and Jake, just straight ripping the shit out of it, spearheading right into what sounds like a cheap trick vibe and then in what sounds like a pilot directing his crew, Jake rounds the corner and opens it further, embracing an arena rock vibe, cooling, and then strolling back into Ringo. Getting Bayless' version of Rick Rolled next by saying they were going to play a new song and instead going into All in Time. <laughs> Thanks, Bayless. Ain't mad about it, though. This one getting the sandwiched treatment, enjoying a nice little stroll around the park for a few minutes, leaving that behind and absorbing into a very tasty day nurse, engulfing us in a nice little perk world slightly after six minutes, not sticking there very long before dancing back into day nurse. Remind me, coming next, floating off for a little bit, gathering more energy as it continues and opening and soaring off, bringing it back down to sea level, leaving remind me in the, in the dust instead of instead marching right into the ending of all in time. No sex metal part on the end of remind me. And if you're wondering why they didn't have a double kick pedal to make it happen, and that conclusion of All in Time would close out the first evening at Boondock Studio. Night two would start with the premiere of the Suck City music video. A lot of fun to watch. I'll link it in the show notes. A whole bunch of silliness from the guys from a variety of places. The caverns pop up. Of course, Boondock Studio too. Check it out and see what places you notice. 
Shout out to fellow umfreak Chris Knoll for his editing work on this. Nice work, dude. And in case you missed it, there was a new version of this song recently released featuring Jeff Coffin, Mad Dog, I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name, and Chris Ott. The band joined forces with Song Aid on this one. Song Aid helps generate funds for organizations investigating in the fight for equality and justice. Um, the more that you share, the more money is generated. 50% of the proceeds of Umphrey's streaming revenue is going to the NAACP, while the other 50% will go to Why Hunger, an organization that helps combat the hunger crisis made worse by COVID-19. There is a link in the show notes where you can check out the new version of Succity if you haven't already. Getting night two started right off the bat with Jujunk. As Bela says, less talk, more rock. This one getting right into that sweet spot slightly before three and a half. If you watch the streams, perhaps you caught Jake just watching Ryan so intently to see where he can build off of the Legos that he was laying down. If I didn't already mention that, another favorite part of the stream was watching them communicate with each other in a new way because they weren't on stage with lights and playing in front of a crowd, etc., and I actually noticed little things more that they were doing in terms of communicating while playing during those two nights. Very cool to watch that kind of stuff. Allowing this to dance for a little bit, soaring ever so slightly, but keeping it pretty grounded throughout, taking a different vibe slightly before seven minutes, Stasic bringing in this deep, ominous undertone while still getting space to soar a little higher, falling back to earth, piecing back together and you can feel the intensity of the core of the floor beginning to creep its way in building a little more energy around it before it goes in and fully embraces it sharply rounding the corner and stepping right back into junk from the floor can we just say god damn about the ending of that seriously I just love the ending of this tune anyways, and that was certainly on my list of what I wanted to hear them play when they came back. But watching Jake just destroy the end of that was beautiful, and so what I needed. I know I'm not the only one that felt that way. Still just ta talking about it now, it's, it still gives me goosebumps. Just, fuck yes. <laughs> For sure a killer way to get Night 2 kicked off. The banter from this evening... And like I said before, both nights is just worth the price of admission by itself. After this, Jajunk taking a walk down memory lane, talking about a bunch of silly things that happened. Among them, a show in Charleston in 2003 when the band didn't get paid that night. Looking through all things Umphreys, I found an April 10th, 2003 show at the Music Farm in Charleston, South Carolina. So my guess that that's the show. Maybe someone listening was there and can confirm this. Bayless mentions that they wrote a bunch of new stuff and that they were not going to play any of them. So thanks for the tease, but at least we know there's new stuff floating around. And me and Jimmy talk about new stuff in our conversation. So make sure you listen for that. Heading into August, stomping confidently into the grittiness of the jam slightly after two minutes, getting comfortable with itself, gaining momentum, rounding around, 
getting a very arena rock vibe again as it prepares to lift off, soaring way up, but completely losing sight of itself, boomeranging back into August, sinking in and floating us along into a dreamy Baelish jam. Bad poker, two-stepping its way out next, Jake gracing us with perhaps the longest Gregorian chant ever. Ryan, Bayless, and Chris, when they cut to them during this, is just hilarious, especially Ryan. I'll link the YouTube video of just this part in the show notes in case you didn't see it. It's just fantastic. Exploding into a joyful honky-tonk jam as we dance our way out. Night Nurse dancing out next. Jake nails it right on the head when he says 1977 Boondock Studio (laughs) before we get to it. I know I've mentioned a bunch of times my love for Night Nurse, and this one is no exception. Getting into the meat of it slightly after two minutes, dancing off confidently all about when they get into it about a minute later, Stasic with that slick funkiness underneath, continuing on, getting a little spacey on our journey as it keeps dancing, setting it down, taking a little wander into the woods, finding its way out full of confidence and authority, driving head first towards its direction, which we find out is right into plunger. Losing its grip and releasing away to a sweet and sensual vibe, about three and a half, smooth and silky, allowing it to flow, really soaring out and opening up, fully spreading its wings, floating down back into that beautiful inspirational jam, but only for a little bit, cooling its heels and pivoting back into plunger. Night nurse into plunger, for sure a highlight from the evening and a huge standout from both nights. And here's a question I wonder. Are the songs played during these two nights eligible for voting for the 2020 Hall of Fame album? I think so. I'd love to know what you guys think. Speak Up Next, slipping again into that funky vibe about five minutes-ish. According to the set list on all things Umphreys, this version would include an In a Silent Way by Miles Davis tease, allowing itself to start to dissipate a few minutes later, Jake busting out the train whistle. I will admit, I don't think I'll ever hear a train whistle and not think about Jake now. Actually, I heard one when I was going to bed that night, and it just made me laugh. It just made me think of Jake. (laughs) Example one next. This one I've listened to, honestly, quite a few times. I just really, really enjoy it. Sinking into a nice little ass shaker slightly after three minutes, disrobing and revealing a very, very sexy jam. Jake embracing a little bit of that Western vibe that I've been trailing for over a year now as it continues on aggressively turning the corner about two minutes later, keeping that ass-shaking foundation underneath as it very nicely slides right back into example one after six minutes. Again, going down memory lane with banter and mentioning some of the clubs that they played at back in the day. Mickey's Pub, as well as other places like Bench Warmers, came up. These locations being important places where Alibaba's Tahini and Umphreys McGee would play together and where things would start to take form. Dump City next, getting weird about four minutes, 
also noted on all things Umphreys, this one would include a mind left body jam from Paul Cantor and Jerry Garcia. So I had no idea what that was. So I did a little Google search and this is what I found. Mind Left Body Jam is a simple passage of four descending chords that was named because of its simplicity to the chords in Your Mind Has Left Your Body, a song on Paul Cantor's album Baron Von Tollbooth and the Chrome Nun. Garcia was in the studio a lot with Cantor at the time, so that's probably why. So some music history for you. Just a quick Google search is how I found that if you wanted to dive further into that whole thing. Stumbling back into Dump City slightly after seven minutes. Is that Bayless, those, that's falsetto singing a few lyrics? Tried to figure out what was said, but I couldn't. Gulfstream next, really giving us all the feels with this one. Every single line of this song, so spot on to just everything. And if you were not already crying during these streams, this for sure would do it for you. Seriously, I was just a mess. <laughs> At one point, Ryan definitely looked like he was getting a little emotional too. For sure, thought that this was the end of the evening. Bayless asking for one more. I think Annie has been getting to him with always pushing for one more during Why Not. <laughs> so they decide to take us into Phil's farm featuring a $5 footlong jam in the middle I believe the origin of this was inside the night nurse from March 11th, 2012 at the Crystal Bay Club Casino in Crystal Bay, Nevada. I will link where you can listen to that show in the show notes if you're interested. Venturing off slightly before five and a half, giving a little taste of Perk World for a little bit. Absolutely love the sensual feeling that Chris has when he's singing during the $5 foot long part. Like, fuck yeah, Chris, get it. Every time I hear that, it just makes me laugh. And Bayless even, like, cracks up a little, too. It's just so funny to hear Chris be so sensual about $5 footlongs. <laughs> Tumbling back into Phil's slightly after eight minutes, and this Phil's would close the two nights and boot deck studio. And again, it's hard to pick a favorite, but if we're picking a favorite night, I'm going with night two. I felt that everyone got the night one, never done this before, jitters out, and allowed things to comfortably wander more. As I said, Jake was comfortable and ready from the word go on Wednesday night, but it just seemed like collectively they were just more in that pocket Thursday night. All right, so here is my conversation with Boondock Studio Manager Jim Leap. Enjoy, guys. So let's talk about the Boondock shows. All right. I keep calling them the Boondock sessions. I don't know why. I that keep, works. That's what I keep <laughs> calling them. I think that's like, that's, I think that's kind of like the London sessions, the Boondock sessions. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking for sure. So, how did the idea come up? Uh, let's see. At the very tail end of April, uh, uh, Kevin emailed me and said, hey, uh, leave uh, July 6th through the uh, 12th open because we're thinking about doing something here. I'm like, okay, cool. Plenty of time. And and then I uh, was up talking to Brennan. And it's like, hey, Brennan, you going to come over before we do that thing? Maybe we'll have a little session, and, you know, a real writing session with, uh, with Jake. And he's like, you mean in June? I'm like, what? <laughs> 
So then I called back Kevin. It's like, uh, Brendan says it's in June and you texted me it was July. So I was like, oh yeah, it's in June. It's like, oh great. I just lost a month, just like that. <laughs> so then we were started scrambling, you know, to, okay, what do we get? Oh my gosh, we got it. What do we got to do? He's like, we need 50 to 100 megabytes upload on our internet. And ours was like, run five. So we had to update the internet to get 35 was the best we could do on the residential plan. But from what I understand, it was still the best one. Some people say they've never had didn't have any problems. So it's like, good. <laughs> it was the best stream that I've ever gotten from tour gigs. And oh, yeah. we get See, like all really, of them. Everybody bitches about them, but it's not them. And it's like, they can only do, I mean, they can just feed it into the thing. And you know, it, then it's up to the provider of the internet service, either on our end, their end or, or the people who are receiving it really. And, uh, he, but, uh, the guy said, it's like, this is one of the fastest one I've ever been on. It's like, sweet. <laughs> nice. And they put so all we'll the tour. Yeah. yeah <laughs> let's, let's do more. We're all about doing more, which we'll, we'll get to that question for sure. <laughs> but talk yeah. about tour gigs had to put control center in your, oh, in, in my, your VW. So yeah. talk about that. And then I just pulled that out of my but too i was like okay you know we're getting it all together and first i thought it was just gonna be kevin and his little mevo camera doing everything and uh but then i heard tour giggles doing it it's like okay we're gonna put that guy um apparently and uh i thought well i'll bring my volkswagen over here and we'll put him in there we parked and drove all the way around to get it where it was because my trailer was kind of parked there and uh cut a little hole in the uh window in the control room and just fed about 20 cables to, to them you know for the different cameras for the audio two different audios and then their own audio just to listen to that was in real time because there was also one that was like has a delay in it and they didn't want that they wanted it like right now so they knew what was coming up especially for you know going back and forth with the shots and stuff and he drove 17 hours like straight through to get here you know it was almost sort of like the last minute thing i think kevin said i want it to be right i don't want to deal with it we're gonna get the pros in yeah for <laughs> and, sure uh, and, and then, you know, they they got all their things set up for the stream and to pay all that stuff. So it's just kind of like a no-brainer. So, How many cameras did they wind up putting inside there? Uh, six, I think. Uh, I got pictures. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Probably seven if you count the one that was on the uh, turntable. <laughs> like there was three cameras like right on top of each other at the turntable like over there. They were, if you look, you can see them all. And then they were all hidden behind uh, Jake. You really couldn't see. You can see a couple legs sticking out, but you know, where his head was, there was three cameras like all behind him. <laughs> so they did a really good job even hiding them. You know, you can only see a couple of them, or, or they just kind of look like part of the room. You know, it's like you got to really look hard. And they were big cameras too. Yeah. So talk about being inside of the booth. Like, what is your, like, job your job during the streams what is your what is if your something went wrong run out and help them you know i was going to run out and give them some wine but uh kevin beat me to it and you know <laughs> but otherwise we just have to kind of stay in there we can't run out for like 90 minutes to go pee or anything like that so we just kind of stayed in there and it was me shane and uh and greg you know trying to stay as far away from we could as possible but you know we all trust that we've all been taking practicing good hygiene and practicing good distancing elsewhere if we have to do that thing and nobody was sick and, and nobody had been sick they most of them have kids so they're really you know they're not uh they're really trying to stay clean so talk about what that was like like doing this 
during <laughs> a pandemic? Oh man, I mean, this is crazy. It's funny. I mean, I'm we're almost like we're busier with this pandemic. You know, we're, it's not like going out and doing anything where you know, like Jake would be out. You know, probably about work about five hours. You know, the crew puts up everything, and then he shows up, warms up a little bit. They do a sound check, and they do the show. And he's got a lot of time to kill. Now we're discovering really what mothers really do. <laughs> and geez, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, how can they, how can they do this all the time? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got his three kids, and he's like, ah, and uh, and. You just we were a lot busier and then you like we barely have any time to like come in here and write you know usually the days we have come in here and write uh recording and stuff uh that's when he's has the kids and then when he's doing lessons is you know the wife has the kids and stuff so and uh but you know gonna pull back on lessons a little bit so we have more time to write because we've got a new album we have to get together and we, we did that actually while we were here too we just didn't do the uh uh stream we, we were you know tracking some new uh stuff I'm not sure if they're going to use everything here but you know it was just more of like get the ideas together pre-production kind of thing and then they'll take it to another studio with uh other producers but they might keep some of the stuff here <laughs> it came out really good so <laughs> yeah i'm not surprised you know all that magic right, going on while you're oh no but i mean like of new stuff yeah you know no, there, there's a bunch of that's oh and we're gonna get to that too because uh like especially on the set list they were like there was a lot of the songs that were like done here and I, that's what i really dug about that too we'll get to that <laughs> 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 i'm talking to i'm talking to the wall there ain't nobody over there. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody over there so i mean everybody's gonna want to know so let's talk about the new songs before we forget about that how many how many songs did they write while they were there uh like six we just ran through six of them you know and tracked them all out and got some ideas on them and stuff and then there's still a bunch more you know they're just putting all these ideas together and see what sticks see what they really dig yeah for sure so <laughs> are are we gonna see this again are we gonna see some sort of a consistency it was pretty successful so i can I can I can see it i can see that i mean especially depending on who how, who knows what this goes on through 2021 i mean i'm sure we'll do at least one more here if not more you know we got it set up so um it's all up to kevin and those other guys i know they're they have other things planned other streams planned too at, at different places so uh i mean there's going to be something coming through uh elsewhere too and you know we couldn't believe you know we got such good sound too because we were basically running through a computer and not through a uh uh regular soundboard kind of thing so we were just you know hoping the computer didn't crash and <laughs> we, we even had a backup where if it did crash it would still send the sound through it might not be recording but at least it's still going to send the sound through to to the people <laughs> so what do you think was the most difficult part about all of this oh man i don't know driving back and forth to the house every night now because everything really came pretty cool we had the uh, Greg Majors, you know, he he knows what he's doing because he he does uh, streams for Lollapalooza for the last bunch of years, and he does all those kinds of things. And then um, Shane, uh, he was a tech guy, you know, he figured out stuff that you know would have taken me probably a full day to figure out. You know, it didn't it made me feel not so bad about it took him an hour to figure out some stuff between our 
interface and in the Pro Tools, you know, that it was just because we added one of his interfaces and we had to get it to everything to talk to each other. And, uh, and he did a great job on that. And I just thank God he was here. <laughs> and he's also a great guy. I mean, they're both those guys are so much fun to hang out with and just good guys too. Nice. So how long did it take to get everything ready? How many days before uh, the actual streams? Well, we, we started like a week and a half or two weeks before cleaning out the place, rearranging, figuring out what we, what we needed and what we didn't need. There's like knickknack hell around here sometimes too. So we kind of got all that stuff out of here. So nothing got knocked over and stuff. And, and, uh, and then we got a new rug <laughs> cleaned. I mean, totally cleaned out the place, uh, rearranged keyboard world, um, took out a couple amps. Um, he had, uh, brought two different, uh, changed out some of the drums. But, you know, we, we took our time with him. We could only really do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays on our, you know, because he was doing the lessons and maybe some on the weekends too. You know, we'd get the kids together and and then uh, I'd be, you know, we were just trying to figure out what needs to be done, what needs to be done. It's like, you know, this is going to be big. We need to make room for everybody, get them at least five and a half feet apart from each other. And then, uh, and or at least where their, their mouths aren't pointing at each other. You know, if they're side by side, they're not going to be coughing at each other. So. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we were just thinking about all those kind of things. And uh, let's see, what else? Yeah, so it probably took two weeks. And then, like, the last week, you know, is getting caterer together, getting the, the bus over here for the video. Um, I mean, my trailer was sitting out here for three weeks as a storage with all the, all the stuff. It was totally full. And I had to drive to Chicago to meet Bob to get, a, like, Joel's keyboard and some microphones and all kinds of stuff they would need. And, uh, and, oh, Bob had a baby, by the way. So congratulations, I Bob Stone. <laughs> Joel mentioned it the other night during his stream. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations yeah. to him. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, it, we, we got, I mean, it went a lot smoother than I thought, man. So I'm, I'm really glad. And, and now next time it goes smoother, we know exactly what it needs. And I'm hopefully going to have, I want to get another interface so we have, we don't have to bring in another one and also it'll help us with tracking too, you know, so you have 32 inputs instead of 16 inputs and we can have other bands in here like FUX <laughs> who wants to bring in everything and we need lots and lots of inputs for. <laughs> they, want, they want to come back in August 2021. So we're of talking about that. Of course they do. Yeah. Of course they do. <laughs> they I was just talking to Mark and he, uh, He's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks and he was talking about being there and doing mm. their stuff. And it was cool to hear, you know, what it was like to create in that space. You know, and they, they killed it, man. And and I'm glad I brought Shane in too, you know, just so I could learn some more stuff too, because we've sort of been doing everything wrong. What we've been doing works, but like the way the pros do it, it's totally different, you know, to have all these, we, we only have like one or two headphone mixes that we can bring up, but Shane knows how to bring it, you know, make it as many as you need. And, and uh, he just killed it that day too. And he, he, it's worth the money to have him here because when you leave here, you already have tracks that sound really good where it would take me a while to just get them basically in there and then mix them later. And you'd have to get them later. You know, Shane's just like, you know, he did the, he, uh, I brought him in for the uh, movie soundtrack that we did because it was, six weeks and we had to get this done it was like way over our heads and he came in and just killed it you know he you know when they, he went got to go to skywalker sound and they even told him it's like your stuff came in better than most of the marvel movies come in so i was like 
great. <laughs> wow, that's that's quite a compliment. <laughs> it is a, quite a compliment. He, he was just blown away by the place. He showed us pictures like outside the place, you know, because you can't take pictures inside, but it was just beautiful. And I'm glad he got that uh, opportunity too, because he deserves it. He's a great guy. That's so. cool. That's very <laughs> awesome. Hopefully I can talk to him sometime. That would be awesome. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, he's not, uh, oh, it's, well, it's, it used to be just parent, parent things. Now it's just anybody. So I'm sure you do it. Yeah. I, I had to broaden the spectrum. There's, there's a lot <laughs> well, of people in this you're, community. You're hammering these things out. It's like, I can't <laughs> believe she's like up to this many. I was like, I gotta catch up now. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, I even think it's pretty mind blowing. I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, the last time that you were on the show was the very, very beginning. The first one. It's like, now we're going through the recycle. Okay. <laughs> now it's time to start having everybody You've had some people twice, though, right? You I've know, had, I had Sam on twice. Oh, yeah. Um, I think maybe he was the only one I've had on twice so far. But, yeah. I mean, it's been two and I mean, a half he's years. Such, he's such a nice guy, man. I mean, shoot. <laughs> I love just talking to him anyway. So, it's not oh. even, you know, it's like not even anything <laughs> so what was your favorite part about doing this oh man but uh just how just hanging out and just seeing just i mean they totally love each other you know for the first when i first got here we all hung out at um uh browning's parents house down in culver and which is a really just beautiful place and and uh and you know, just just seeing how everybody was just so happy to be back together, you know, and then just seeing them come in here and just uh, you know just play in in a the small space, you know, it was a lot like uh, we attract a lot of uh, death by stereo here and uh, uh, what else the um, similar skin we did a lot. It's like well wishers that that whole thing basically was from here. That's like one of the only songs that kind of made it all the way through, and all the tracks are from Boondocks back in the day, and. Uh, uh, train of thought said derail hold on a second what was, what was the question <laughs> i was asking you what your favorite part was oh yeah doing my this. favorite parts like god there's so many of them uh i mean both nights i mean they just killed i love the the ringo or you know doing that they just killed like the trench town rock was just so on i mean it sounded so great and i was in we were basically we were in headphones all night you know because when you're sitting in here you don't hear the bass or nothing else because we had speakers off so it wouldn't like bleed in and uh they were just killing it and just you know smiles around and they were just totally relaxed you know we ponies got that itty bitty chair that we call the pony or the the stasic throne the pony throne and he just kicks back on it and just doesn't move all all weekend <laughs> yeah they just looked like they were having so much fun they were having good real good time even jake was just way going off i mean he was oh. he was just 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 so happy to be in his element and you know they all came here to do it and and uh he ended up staying in here both nights at the house you know he was just so jazzed <laughs> i bet you could tell i mean watching the stream that's like one of the first things and, me and actually I the second night or the second yeah the second show he was like really sick through the whole day he couldn't really track with us for a while you know he was, he was uh got an upset stomach and stuff was throwing up and um uh you know then he came back and just killed it that night you know he always does that it's like when he's really rough or something it's like it's going to be a sick night you know he's just like getting them demons out <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's all right we, we we enjoyed it night two was definitely a good night mm, I, yeah. I, I, I if you have to pick a favorite yeah. if the mix was better we you know we kind of listen to the mix and, and trying to think you know what you know we, what we need to balance out a little bit more because when you're mixing in headphones you really can't hear a lot of that stuff you know it all, it all kind of just sounds good even 
and uh, you know, you really don't notice, you know, that, you know, especially Jake's guitar is right by our door. So you just kind of expect it to be loud. So it's like, it's hard to mix with all that stuff in there with one guitar just cranking right here. <laughs> Did you guys have to worry about the neighbors? Oh, no, no. They haven't worried about the neighbors since 89. No, nope. <laughs> never been a problem. And it's really, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody's saying, hey, can we sit outside and listen to the, the, the walls? Well, the walls are six inches thick. You're really, you know, all you're going to hear is boom, 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 boom. You're not going to hear nothing. We're not setting out speakers outside for people to enjoy. <laughs> you know, we can't do that, you know. So, but uh, no, the neighbors, I mean, you really can't, you really can't hear nothing out there. I mean, we, We've had it loud in here. There's only one time the, I guess the cops came, and that was when Visions are playing, and that and that was a loud band. That band, you know, they're heart heavy metal, so they they learned to figure out where the decibel level was. And keep <laughs> and, there. Uh, now it's fine. You keep it there. That's yeah, never been a problem so far. And even late night too. I mean, we we've, we've tracked here late in the night till twelve, and they've never had a problem. I, nice. I keep looking at this at my thing. I'll put my my picture over on the other side so i can and I this is the camera or i'm looking at you and i know that's always weird you 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 probably have a camera that's like right over your computer that you can look right into and yeah every, and i notice when you a lot of these you know they're they're looking like this <laughs> it's so it's so awkward like because i was doing a bunch of them with just the webcam on my camera uh -huh. and then i actually had mindy on the show and she was the mm. one that brought up the camera so then i bought a webcam and it's yeah. I can like do it better now, but still sometimes I'm like awkwardly looking. It's <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but at least yours is straight on. This one's like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's good. We got a nice little background behind you. That's you know. right. That's why I try to fill it up. Try to fill it up. <laughs> no, I, I was even like trying to like for the whole thing, I was like, okay, which guitar should we hang up? We should probably hang up from GNL, make sure it's all GNL for sponsors and stuff like that, you know, but we were gonna have the Earthworks mic, but those ended up being too sensitive for the room. So we had to just go back to some just regular old live 58s so it wouldn't pick up everything in the room when we were singing. I was gonna ask you about the the guitar that he was using that night and, and the oh, reasons why, he, yeah, why he chose to, to use that one. It's how he feels, you know, he, he had gone through a bunch of them. I was seeming surprised, you know, he thought it was going to be this one, this one, this one, this one. When it came down to it, he pulls out the ace. I was like, okay. <laughs> and and even like uh, like the amps, you know, he used the one Mesa amp and three pedals all night. You know, it's like he had his big old pedal board. The other guys had all their big pedal boards, but uh, Jake just had three pedals. And uh, uh, this Mesa amp that I picked up probably two months ago that he just digs the hell out of. and. Uh, he played it, you know, and that, that I mean, I love the sound of that, uh, that uh, ASAP too. I mean, he rarely plays it, but it's, you know, it's got the little telly sound, you know, and, you know, it was kind of country-ish, you know, especially like uh, the bad poker, just, that was awesome. That was like one of my favorites too, and the ring got me. But that country bad poker, you know, and that's when that ASAP just sang and it sounded like, you know, country telecaster. <laughs> yeah, it that was bad so poker cool. was so good. That was, that was definitely one of my favorite favorite yeah, types of the night for sure and you know it's funny because that one's not even like it has no whammy on it you know it's it, it was it's you know absolutely no jake bladen or you know diving that night it was it was pretty he kept it pretty pure basically is what he did and it was great <laughs> yeah it was great are there any plans to take any of the songs or maybe songs that 
uh, weren't on the stream? Did they did they play anything that they no. didn't film? No, they, it was it was uh you know as soon as the stream started they played the set and done you know yeah that 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 thing is oh are we on now that was fake yeah. they knew it oh yeah of course they did <laughs> that was the sarcasm of course <laughs> dry humor dry midwestern humor <laughs> yes yes is there any plans to release this on vinyl or anything like that um not, not that I know of. They, they keep me in the dark, you know. I, I'm, I'm not on the business end of it. I think it'd be cool. You know, we're grateful that it did, and we're grateful uh -huh. for you. All, you know, not well, a lot of people know you're the guy behind the scenes that <laughs> making all this just magic. Here, just here, no, it's it's mostly Kevin. I mean, Kevin, everybody gives Kevin crap, but man, these guys would be nothing without him, really. I mean, it's like, you know, he, in the beginning, he helped finance and, and got the PA systems that they could tour with, so they have a a real PA system instead of having used some, you know, bar one, you know, one they know and they could work with. And, you know, they started from the beginning, you know, you know, they want to be professional from the beginning and, and they couldn't have done it without him. And, you know, they wanted to, uh, you know, navigate the waters without a record company telling them what to do. So, I mean, they're, they're basically, you know, just trying, you know, they were one of the first ones to try this by themselves, you know, and get it going and just, you know, do it by themselves you know with no uh no big backing and stuff and they've even refused a lot of it so they're just trying our, their best <laughs> yeah and it's, and, and they're doing it's great. working <laughs> it's working until, until until some virus comes and just stops it all just like that <laughs> but you know what i think that considering everything that happened mm. they've been able to pivot and mm. you know okay well this happened so this is what we're going to do now and you know them mm. doing the lessons and then having the stream yeah. and i mean that's been amazing the, the lessons that where those came in and that, those are great and and the and like the wine not just taken off and i mean but that that's the i mean that's so funny i mean brandon and annie are just some so awesome together and you know it's funny they're just so cute <laughs> it's so much fun we like i have it like written down every friday we're like why like, not let's i, asked, I, I saw him today and i asked him it's like you're doing it tonight it's like no we did it on monday and it's like well you could just sit on the side and it could be the annie show it's like no then it'll go to her head no <laughs> because she loves doing it you know i guess he's got a he sent a video like when he got home that night she was like down in the room, like karaokeing in the studio, in his studio. He's got a picture like sitting outside a studio through the glass and he's got her and she's like singing and singing. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and and it's, it's amazing what her and Mary does too, you know, for, you know, that with their hundred days thing, man, it's like. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to get at. I mean, that's a that's a big commitment. Hard days. <laughs> I love but it. it. But I, I mean, it's a positive it. thing. So it's like really got to push hard on this stuff. You know, for our for us and for our kid, it's just got to do it. Keep but back to the session. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back to the sessions. The bass was in the toilet, so every time somebody would go into the bathroom, uh, uh, Ryan would turn on his bass synth and go weird. <laughs> <laughs> Weird bass noises, you know, the browns, the brown drop brown notes while, while <laughs> people are sitting on the toilet. <laughs> that was and fun. the reason for that was because of space or sound? Uh, or sound. sound. Okay. 
I mean, if it wasn't for that, it'd probably be the guitar in there. Um, but uh, we wanted to keep the bass from rumbling and all of, all the other mics and stuff. So that was that. I and mean, we didn't even have that that loud. It was more just fill out uh, the bottom end, and then there was direct line into the uh, thing for like the picking part. You know, you kind of blend them together. Even even you know they do that live too, where they got the direct input out of it, and then they also have the cabinet mic to fill out the air bottom end stuff. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to borrow microphones from Vegetable Buddies, you know, and uh, in a couple other places, and, and I had to. We had uh, borrowed all these huge gobos, uh, you know, block off sound. We borrowed them from Andy Peck, who owns Dirty White Couch Studios, who did the first two Humphreys albums before Jake was there. You know, when it was back in the Napa Auto Auto Park Store. And uh, we didn't use any of them because they, you know, they were able to blend themselves in the room really nice, and we didn't need them because you know they would sort of block cameras anyway too. So that worked. That was nice. And so they were just kind of sat there, and we even had stuff in the garage, you know, being ready if we needed it, it was there. But a lot of it didn't even need because it just was so simple, and we just kept it easy, and it worked out great. <laughs> it sure did. So. The band didn't finish. Remind me. Yes, because no double drum pedal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. It's like if you guys would have told me, I could, I probably could have found something. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was until the very end. You know, about an hour before. It's like, well. So you know, it'll be, it'll be funny if if they just you know come out their first big big show and then there it is, or if they come back here and we do have a double drum pedal and we'll finish it then. You know. It's been sandwiches that you know a couple shows long, right? <laughs> yeah, they've they've done that before. It's okay. When there's nobody around to eat the sandwich, it just kind of sits there. So <laughs> stick it in the fridge so it doesn't get stick stale. It's all stick good. In the fridge. Put it in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> like let, let it let it get funky in there, and then we'll bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was it was a really good time. And then, you know, it, it only it took us probably, usually it takes longer to break down a show, but this one, you know, we took like a week and a half, you know, get everything out of here. And like just two days ago, I finally took the trailer away and, and we just have st some stuff in there, like the knickknack stuff. Now it's like, okay, what stuff do we want to bring back in here or find a place to store close, maybe, maybe up in the attic here or something. Because we kind of like the cleanliness of it now and the, and the, and the uh how open it is <laughs> there's lots of room now <laughs> and it makes it easier for the next time you don't oh have yes to for the next time move or when and... or when fox comes in too and when mark <laughs> sultan comes when mark sultan comes yes we got we're all ready for him <laughs> that's only if there's a vaccine otherwise we do have a backup studio in elkhart it's really nice <laughs> so is that the rule then now for the studio other bands that want to come in there yeah, it's only on free stuff right now because Jake's kids play in here all the time. So we got, you know, if it, if it was just a regular studio, we'd probably be into that. But it's, and even then, we really don't have that many bands. Anyway, come in, it's either by invitation from Jake or, you know, Willie Waldman brings cool stuff in and, you know, we work with tracks with him. You know, he brings all these LA tracks in, you know, like Chad Smith from Chili Peppers or uh, John Avila from. Uh, Oingo Boingo or Norwood from Fishbone, you know, just all, or any place, and they're, and they get these tracks with him and, and, uh, uh, 
Myers playing together, you know, when, when Myers was living out there anyway. So, I mean, he's, he puts all this stuff together and he brings stuff in. But his stuff, we've moved to this place in Elkhart too because we just try to keep it cleaner for kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he really enjoys having his kids in that space. And that's what's important. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. we got a pool out back. You know, we got a big old pool for the kids finally up last week. You know, we were probably two weeks behind on that. We probably should have had it up for the show, you know, the show, you know, it would have been nice to have a little floaty pool back there. <laughs> I don't know, why did we think of this? Let's get the pool up. <laughs> <laughs> have everybody out there just lounging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Next time, hopefully, in, you know, maybe in August or something. Depending, yes. Depending on if they have super summer camp yet, because I, from what I understand, you know, a lot of stuff is still moving forward in summer camp, but I mean, they have a date set, you know, where they're going to make the call on it or not, you know, and, and the way all these other ones are dropping by the wayside and, and cases are going up, it's like, I don't know, it's going to, it's not looking so they good. Just, but, I, but I we think just they made just made a, canceled we made a commercial Bonnaroo. for it. Huh? I think they just canceled Bonnaroo like yesterday oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, the, yeah. Second, the second one too. That's what, And I saw that too. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. That's not good. And it's probably not, a, it's probably probably the right thing to do you know but <sighs> you said you just made a commercial for summer camp yeah <laughs> you know just in case they have it you know and we might use it for next year too it was uh it, it wasn't jake well jake might put something on it later but it was with me willie and uh mo the head of security at summer camp is a rapper and uh he he's coming here twice to uh we're gonna lay some raps down like we got a rap from snoop dog even through willie and you know, he put something on there and stuff you know so uh, cool. it was it's kind of cool stuff. <laughs> I bet. I bet. That does sound good. I mean, really, different. it's like since since Suck City came out, this thing we've been doing a lot of stuff that's just been happening. It's like kind of crazy. You know, before it was just kind of laid back, make the tune, make the tune, so they can you know bloom them later somewhere else. But now it's like it's done. You know, it's, it's like from here it goes straight to Ryan Hewitt or Greg Majors or something, and they mix it. And, and it's gone you know we don't have to go to another studio they're happy with what we're putting out that's awesome <laughs> that's good though that's good did you hear the new did you hear the new suck cd with the horns today too i didn't listen to it yet but i'm oh, gonna listen to it it is good it is good <laughs> i heard i heard a little bit of it because i think it was brendan was on with jeff coffin and they were right. on something and mm -hmm he played like a little bit of it so i heard like whatever he played on there but, but I didn't coffin's know. not on it is he yeah i'm it's pretty just, sure it's he just, is oh yes i thought it was just the mad dog guys i thought coffin was on there too i could be wrong but i thought oh. he was on there on there too right. i'd be surprised if he wasn't honestly right. i think well the mad dogs guy they, they had one of those guys is sex but player, right yeah yeah but maybe he bring... was just showing it to coffin it's like check this out <laughs> Check out our boys and Coffin's been busy too. I heard he's got a new album out too, so I'm sure he's doing his thing. <laughs> I feel like everybody. I feel like that's the case for yeah. everybody right now. Is that we're all actually busier than we thought we would be. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's creating in different ways, and of course, with the kids being home, if you have mm -hmm. kids, and you know, trying to figure out how the parenting piece works with doing whatever it is that you do and oh juggle, yeah juggle, juggle. <laughs> it's been a big juggling act <laughs> that's been fun at least you know you get, to, you get to spend more time with kids but i mean it's 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 got bad bad sides to it too so 
Yeah. Hopefully people start wearing masks and we don't have to homeschool <laughs> again. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling very confident about it. I'm not, I'm not feeling very confident about public school in the fall. Just see. Do you want me to show you anything around or let's see? What yeah, I mean, if you want to kind of just. Let's see. He, he, he didn't play the Gibson at all either. He was, I thought he was going to play that even too. He, he played a, the Gibson on um, some of the new songs. You know, he, he definitely switched up guitars when we were tracking stuff, but for the show, he didn't want to, you know, break the, break the pace while it was happening so and even like when he's live it doesn't change unless he breaks a string so or the song calls for something drop d or the seven string of the nether <laughs> which is just not ever gonna not happen, gonna happen. <laughs> never gonna happen i don't even think it's gonna be like now it's like and i told brendan bring the seven string oh, I forgot the seven string. Oh, <laughs> thanks man thanks thanks man i know right <laughs> Or that'll be their first song they play. They'll both come out with some seven strings and people will be like, Ugh. Oh my God, it's really <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's really happening. So and Jake then, said so, something. Then a break. <laughs> yeah, and then they won't be able to do it. No, something no. will happen. It'll never happen. So Jake <laughs> said something about the heat being an issue with the guitars. Is that a real oh, yeah. thing? Uh, yeah, oh, well, that's basically what put Mother Earth out to pasture is she can't handle the heat and humidity, you know? And uh, uh, that, that, that uh, Tuesday before, it was, um, that's when that uh, tropical wave came up from Louisiana. It was like 92 and 90 humidity here and it was super hot. And uh, like our air conditioning is barely keeping up with it. And then, and then the next day it cooled way down. So it was like, it kept on changing and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, when, when humidity and temperature change and go back and forth that big, yes, it's, it'll, uh, keep, it'll throw stuff out of tune, especially like the ASAT, he rarely plays it. It hasn't really been set up in a long time. So, I mean, it's, it's gotta be a little finicky and stuff, but you know, they did it fast and they tune because they care. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to like take us around i mean or like just like a washer a lot of people really yeah. haven't seen stuff so i mean they've uh, they've so seen on the stream but you know kind of yeah. show everybody but, you know, around this, is, this is we got uh this is so we got these old urei speakers that we uh you know once we mix an album in there then we bring them in here to test it out on the first one to see how it sounds on these and i know they got all our albums here stuff like that it's the keyboard world uh that's we didn't use the profit that's the very first midi keyboard you guys would have heard this juno doing the synth leads on the uh on the uh session uh and then i we didn't think it was going to use the uh that's not a moog it's a Rhodes. <laughs> we didn't think it was going to use that uh we had a you know this really nice amp set up with a chorus thing and i mean the nord he was using has that sound but we didn't uh but he didn't really use that he ended up using that and it was sounded really good and i was like surprised not really surprised but it's like it sounded better than we thought so here's our new gibson you know so we have a gibson tone in here that's that my phone screensaver that picture you sent me <laughs> oh which one the this when you go i i don't know which one it is the black one yeah that one when did I send that to you? Or when with the double neck? Because yeah. we got that at the same time as the double neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my phone like lock screen because I think it's just so pretty. <laughs> so there was the new Mesa 80s Mesa Mark III that he used. 
and uh, been digging on that. Let's see. And of course, the seven, seven string Jackson, which I, I gave uh, BB the option to take that one since his name, kid's name is Jackson, but no, he stuck with the PRS because he's just PRS everywhere. <laughs> PRS. Uh, here, there's the ASAP. There's the ASAP. There it is. Yeah. I mean, it's different. That's the only one that's like a Telecaster in here. You know her, you know, Miss Mother. I do. <laughs> and then uh, let's see, that's the EMG butters or not butterscotch swamp ash. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people dig on that. Mm -hmm. So that and this one's that's the Gibson. People talk about this Gibstrat, where it's like a guy from Gibson made that. He only made two of them, and uh, the other one got destroyed in the uh, Nashville floods. And also, we had a that's the one's got the gold. Uh, Jake blade that we put on. That's <laughs> so beautiful. Like, like gold. So it's like, well, they've got gold. It's gonna look funny if they don't have gold. Yeah, and then, it's uh, so beautiful. Butterscotch we got back out too. It was in it was in the case for a while. And then so the uh, <clears throat> somebody was mentioning the uh, Glory guitar, old Glory, and uh, this one was made in Vietnam. Uh, and some guy brought it back, and it had cheap electronics and everything. We had Will uh, while we set it up. And put some new uh, pickups on it, and now it's really cool. It sounds good and looks good. Uh, we got a Lagland that we got from Tyler Smith, <laughs> and he got I forget who he got it from. And then the gold Rickenbacker. Hey, look, it's me. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we also got this GNL kind of in the last year, a GNL five-string bass because you know he plays GNL. We thought we better get the GNL. <laughs> yeah. The Born guitar uh that was a company out of boulder they're not around anymore but uh, that is he definitely is a favorite of him to record with too sounds really good this was a wally caster the guy who sets up the uh guitars for him just put together a bunch of parts with uh, some hot rio grand pickups and he did take he plays that one a lot you know it's got all kinds of different tones he can pull out of it and then uh let's see we also like to show off our 1932 uh rca microphone the first year they were made so that's why it's, it's the only year they made it in that color otherwise they're all silver and stuff oh wow and, uh we got it we got it for free and it was like he's really junky and uh we had uh wes dooley who's like the rca guy just put it together he, he's got that makes aea uh, ribbon microphones which is a huge thing uh microphone company and uh he redid the whole thing for us our 1893 piano, you guys saw on the uh, slate. <laughs> Love that slate, tune. Yeah, or uh, and you hear it on the Eastern Quarantine Big. We were just talking about that today. How you know a lot of times you know we had the mics do them real close, but with Eastern Quarantine, they were basically back over here, so you get more of a room sound. You know, for uh, you know, and just more melancholy kind of stuff. The this is like this, these are. As, First drum sets too from way back when there's 1964 premiere. It's actually a nine-piece set with double drums and and like uh, six other toms that we can put up there, you know. And which is that was very rare in '64, you know, have to have like uh, who had who had that kind of uh, setup was uh, Ginger Baker, you know. He had always had a double. He was like one of the first double kick kind of guys. <clears throat> Here is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> pedal hell, where, we get, where he keeps all his pedals, they're old phase shifters and 
uh, and gas pedals and a little Moog. But uh, this is what he used that night. Basically, it was just, you know, you got, you got to have the tuner and then uh, BBE crush, crusher. And then this is a circuit bent thing that I got from uh, Deltronics where it was broken and they put a new chip in it. So it says delay byte feedback and time, but they don't do any of that stuff. It's just like, you know, twist it and until it sounds kind of cool. And he's found lots of cool sounds and he knows where they're at. <laughs> and then a basic delay, he's, he, I just got this delay for somebody else. And then when he started doing the uh, lessons, I was like, well, it'd be kind of nice to have a looper, wouldn't it? So you can kind of strum some good things and then solo over it to when you're showing these people. He's like, yeah. And now he's just been using the heck out of it, you know, for, for the delay and everything, because it's got all kinds of delays. <clears throat> hmm. I know, it's like, what else could we do? Oh, here we go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, take go it into <laughs> the big speakers, the big KRKs. And uh, I guess Ryan Hewitt saw a picture of those and was like, oh my gosh, where'd you get those? Because I guess his dad had a pair of them. You know, I guess his dad was a mixer and that's the same ones he used to have too. And it's like, wow, we got them on eBay. He's that's like, so Oh cool. my gosh. <laughs> it's funny, the little circle stuff, you know, and then so we would, we all be sitting in here hadn't listened to the band play. I got a full video from in here too, where, you know, I had the, just in case uh, they wanted to splice some of it in for a later thing, you know, of us doing our thing in here. And it's just a side shot of Greg. <laughs> uh, I am so putting, so putting over there. So you see, this is our stuff from when we used to mix through the board before we went to the computer, like uh, all the stuff that living room was done on and, uh, like even like some of the, the well wishers, you know, it was all going through this stuff. What else? There's our other side with uh, the universal preamp and this focus right's been with Humphreys. Uh, Kevin gave us this a long time ago uh, to, you know, this, they weren't using it. So I was like, oh, give us anything you guys ain't using. <laughs> yeah. That's how we got a nice telefunken mic too. Uh, let's see, the AK-47. Tube mic. We didn't use this one at all, though, either. It was a little too much for it. Telefunken. It just it looks just like a Telefunken U47 with leather. That's cool. <laughs> there's the old Beatles that were staring at <laughs> staring at BB from across the room. The Loving Beatles it. for sale album. <laughs> cool. Let's see. And, yeah, Bayless in the corner. Yeah, it, it, uh, yep. It, it, he actually had it up on top of that, and we moved this stuff back in. We made this rack of old stuff that he can plug in, and you know, just make a new effects chain, and then put it through the old 412. Nobody ever uses it anymore because they're so heavy. Nobody wants to carry them into a into a, a bar anymore and blow the bar out. <laughs> <laughs> He's really, I bought this little Gibson. He's been digging that because it's tube and it's like, you can crank it and it won't be super loud, but it just has a really nice, rich sound, clean sound. This is the RE, RE20 microphone he was singing into. And uh, that was built 15 miles from here in Buchanan, Michigan, when Evie used to be here in Buchanan. Very cool. That's, there's the Leslie cabinet under the Taurus. I don't know. What else can I do? 
Well, I guess that'd be it. Shit, that's that's that's. Yeah, I think that's I mean, everything it's, it's, in there. It's really not it's such a small place. <laughs> but there's so much in there. I like, know, I know. That's why we had to like pull some of it out. It's like okay, let's start over, and it, it was getting really just covered with stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hopefully someday we're going to build on out to the back and make a bigger room that we can put more stuff in, but we got to, got to do more streams. <laughs> I agree. Let's do more or one streams. Fund me. We'll do a Kickstarter. Hey, you guys want to build us a bigger studio? Something we can like, if we can have other streams in and look, we can put lights in and have Ben factor come in. <laughs> there were definitely well, a couple we'll times I was thinking about Ben, they would get into a jam and I'm like, Oh wow. I wonder what Ben would be doing right now. <laughs> what would Ben do? <laughs> She's going here. Flick the lights on and off. Eh. Hey, fish, <laughs> fish started with one red light. We'll just put one red light. Have like there. a flashlight like this, you know, <laughs> standing on a chair. <laughs> Little spot, spot, spot. I mean, I, I had run it by him. I was going to put um, like a couple light bars along that beam thing, point in each direction, and just put it on like, you know, you can put it on, set it on music mode where it just picks up the sound in there and just flashes to the sound, you know, doing something. <laughs> Next Maybe time, next time. <laughs> <laughs> let's have it next time. Next time, let's do it. We, we, let's just do it just for the lights. <laughs> next time. So, as I mean, you said they keep you in the dark, but has there been talks of even playing somewhere to an empty venue? Um, I know they've been uh, they've been looking at the you know all the different things, the drive-in thing. Um, we have one in uh, Buffalo. If you guys right. want to come to Buffalo, we got one. <laughs> one of the last ones. <laughs> one of the old biggest last ones. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, and you know, there's um, where they store their stuff. Um, there's they have like a like Ecto Productions. They have things set up in their thing in their place that they might use. You know, and then the lights would be there, and you would get the light show. <laughs> Even if we were in sitting around, it's like let's just use every light they got and bring Ben in and just really light the place up. <laughs> that would be cool and they have a green screen behind it but they're like no we're not gonna use the green screen we're not just lights it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's actually where i had to go i saw it when i went up to uh meet bob to pick up all the equipment you know just they had this thing set up and it's like hey that'd be kind of nice there's lots of room in there and big echoey sounding room <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to cool. figure out something if I mean, music has already changed. Like, even yeah. if we do, do go back to seeing shows, there's just going to be so many regulations mm -hmm. for venues now, half capacity and bathrooms. And mm -hmm. I, it's so crazy to think how Until much. Until there's a vaccine, basically. I mean, that's all, that's all, that's all you can do when there's going to be a vaccine. And we have some sort of control over it where we have something that can control it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's gonna suck yeah it does suck but at least we are lucky enough to that jake has a space to do yeah. this he, he did a, he, he did a lesson with some guy who's actually working on the vaccine he said they're pretty close so i mean i'm sure wow. there's lots of people working on it too so i mean they, somebody should be close on it and so how many days are you at the studio like tracking stuff and doing things uh maybe two or three uh, I mean, it has been, but now that he's, you know, backed off on his lessons a little bit, we're trying to get more, you know, because it's fun. I mean, I can't, it's, it's really cool to see things come together, or, you know, especially when uh, they, uh, 
it's just when they're so weird you know when you first hear them it's like where is this gonna go where's this gonna go and it's like wow that's cool that's cool in fact um we did like we, we were testing before that between when kevin told me it was happening and uh and uh, I, I sent a picture out you know where he's you know in the background we were testing the system and his camera and the speed of the up internet and uh we actually shot something of jake doing some stuff then that we're probably gonna put out here pretty relatively soon is what i understand they didn't tell me that i can't give no dates or details or what it is or anything but there will be one thing from jake that we put together and it's just you know it's, it's more you know it isn't like it was anything planned it was just like okay let's try this try this try this and it's gonna be a slap together thing so you go with that but it's gonna be very cool i have seen it and it's just cool stuff <laughs> yay and, and if that goes good we'll try another one or you know we're, we gotta think of ideas of what to do and even even though i think you know you just put them in front of a piano for an hour like joel you know it's totally mesmerizing and ours will sound better than joel's because <laughs> he's just got one mic and we got 10 bunches of mics and we know how to run them <laughs> and your internet is better than joel's and our internet. internet's better too <laughs> and we won't have any earthquakes <laughs> airplanes the airplanes, airplanes are always going over at joel's house <laughs> for real still can you hear those you can hear them going over Sometimes you could still hear them like during the oh, stream. Wow. And wow. then I've done a couple of the hangs mm -hmm. and there's definitely been times when he's just got to mute it because it's so loud. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I know, I know he moved from his other house, but, but I can't imagine. Like when I went, so when I went to go get the stuff in, uh, it's like right by O'Hare to pick up the, the, the warehouses at. And there was three planes I saw all together landing and taking off, you know, in the busiest airport in the world, you know, one of the busiest airports in the world. I just could not believe, because usually when I drive up there, you know, there's 20 of them in line, side by side, you know, doing the approach down the thing. And there's just nothing anymore. <laughs> and that was crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, and then, but the air looks a lot cleaner, and there's not a lot of these crisscrosses all over it. <laughs> That's true. So did, I, Joel would have been the only one to, fly in or did ryan fly in too uh no he drove uh ryan because he brought some equipment and then we um gave him his old uh base cabinet he took his old base cabinet with him and uh uh andy was already up here he came to visit family so yeah joel was the only one that flew in really and uh greg and greg drove up with uh chris myers so i'm sure I'm sure show you show you the vortex the actual vortex you, you, you've seen it before you've been here but not yeah. too many people have seen the actual vortex or what we call the vortex where all the energy comes out of <laughs> the hand-built thing and the secondary one back there that i never really noticed until recently <laughs> good old boondocks and, and it, it, it used to be a horse barn you know and, and you know if you look at the hair just ratty looking on the outside but you go inside and it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's, it's grow with love <laughs> <laughs> oh back over here here's the pool area oh, all right hopefully now this is where we might drop out this is nice. the pool area with our obligatory uh unicorn <laughs> nice i need one of those unicorns we got a pool like that too i need one of those unicorns and and mrs c just keeps this place absolutely beautiful around it's like she loves her flowers and we love her for it. Mm -hmm. oh. That's beautiful. 
they were watching the stream inside? Uh, yeah, the first night it didn't work. Uh, it actually, that's what's it was kind of funny. It uh, failed in there, even though it's right there. <laughs> and then I couldn't jump out to go fix it for him. So the next night I was like, okay, Kevin, you go in there and check and make sure it's working from time to time. Or if she comes out and says it's not working, here's my password. Cause I gave him my, this iPad to play it off of and stuff. And, uh, and we, we, we had a, we were streaming it in there, in the, in there too, the night before with the iPad and, and then I gave that to her and they're like, where's your iPad? It's like, well, I let them use it inside. And so, <laughs> so we just, we just use a phone, but it's like, you know, there's like a 37 second delay between what plays here and then what comes on the, uh, on the screen. So it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I bet it was kind of weird. <laughs> there's a jamming, jamming. Oh, there's jamming. Here. Okay. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> So before I let you go, please make sure that you kind of go through everybody. I know you were like when you were talking, but go through everybody that was working behind the scenes with you so that I can make sure to thank everybody okay, in the actual episode that's too. Right. Uh, the main man was Greg Majors, who was the guy uh, who uh, mixed the uh, Ali Babastahini record for us, uh, the uh, bottom feeders, and that's why we played it the first night, you know, in his honor. And, and also because we didn't want to pay anybody else any royalties for <laughs> playing something. So that's what we chose out of all our thing over there. And uh, and it's funny, too, because that's Mitchell was playing it before every show, this whole tour before they went out, too, which we, we'd love to. Uh, we, thank you, Mitchell, for doing that, because it was so cool to walk into that, like, Fort Wayne and just hear it over the PA. And it's like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's a really killer sound. Album. He did an awesome job. And then, and then Shane Hendrickson, who, you know, since... He was working at Ivy Labs way back, you know, when it was still open, and he was always the um, basically running the computer for uh, those guys, you know, and ed doing all the ed quick editing. I mean, he's just unbelievably fast, you know. Just you know, if he hears somebody talking about an idea in the next room, boom, 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 he's getting it ready for them to. Hey, can we try that? Can we try it? Oh yeah, I got it ready to go. You know, I mean, that's just how, we, and just one of the nicest guys you ever met in your life too. And then um, Jake Sam, that was, I was trying, trying to remember who's the tour guide guy because he was the other Jake. <laughs> Jake Sam was his name. And uh, he usually, he's usually the guy that uh, runs the camera in front of the stage. He, he does, he's not the guy, he was doing actual uh, directing and, and doing all that stuff. And so he did it all this time, but usually it's the guy getting the shots on the stage. So all you uh, velociraptors on the rail might recognize him. You know, next time you'll be like, "Good job on the session, dude." <laughs> if you ever get that chance to get on the rail again, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll be on the rail someday <laughs> soon, right? <laughs> or I'll at least be back by Chris, where it really sounds good, <laughs> where it sounds the best, because that's where his ears are. <laughs> and and of then, course, so yeah, it was basically that. And then you know, everybody knows KB. You know, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so and then catering, uh, Daisha Amster, she's been. You know, she's known these guys, you know, since Alibaba's from, you know, from the very start, you know, and she's like, even like a couple years back, she's like, hey, if, you any, if they ever come in and you want me to cook for them, I'll be glad to. And I was like, well, they have this kind of a special diet thing they do. And uh, I was like, hey, why don't we get, you know, her to cater for us because it sucks having to run out and get everybody's order every time. You know, they just sent the menus. She had it done. And it was absolutely delicious, you know. And she had a helper, um, uh, Melissa Rizzo, 
and uh, Melissa's son's going to like he's like 17 years old and he's going to take some lessons from Jake too he says this is kind of fun <laughs> so yes yeah, so we got Daisha and uh, those four of us I mean we had we couldn't have many people because we were still distancing we didn't we didn't want you know a bunch of people here even like Shane was almost we were almost not going to have him just to keep you know as many people away as possible but it's like you know me and Greg were like we need Shane Shane is the man to figure stuff out to run stuff you know because you know I, I wouldn't be able to run that thing in there under pressure like that you know I can do it when we're just hanging out here it's no problem but if there's you know I don't want none of those people bitching about me and my mix <laughs> I've seen those people on velociraptors and on discussion and how mean they can be you know Jeez, <laughs> nothing's Everybody ever good enough down. for them. Jeez, we're trying our best. <laughs> we don't have lots of lots of money backing us. So, <laughs> so, uh, and then of course, Mr. and Mrs. C just being so gracious. I mean, you know, Mrs. C, she's just like unbelievable woman, unbelievable woman. She was probably uh, excited to. Oh yeah, she. I mean, she was. She was happy to have all the guys here and. She knew her son was just happy to just and you know anything that was for her son she's like so happy <laughs> it's yeah. very very nice to see you again it's very nice <laughs> to see you too it's, i always enjoy seeing what you're writing on here and stuff like that and now every time i hear hodge i think of you with dropped among the crowd and i finally hear it's like oh it's our accounts yeah it's it's so perfect though too it's just it simply solidifies the whole meaning and the purpose mm -hmm. and my vision for it and it was just perfect <laughs> it's perfect like like the phone call it was perfect it was perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right it's very good to talk to you we'll do this again more often this is fun so yes let's let's do that all right all right it was really mm -hmm. good to see you bye drop and run the crowd people it was nice <laughs> hanging with you guys Listen to all these podcasts. Sarah's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You really are. You really are. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for always supporting and believing in me and my thing. And, and your thing. Okay. And my thing <laughs> that we're still doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say hello to everybody. Say hello. To, I mean, I haven't, I, I, you didn't bring the kids, did you? But it was just you and your husband. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I met him in. Indianapolis. You brought yeah, Indianapolis. you did. That's yep, right. you did meet Brendan. Okay. That's right. Yep. Okay. I do remember tell that. Now. I said hi. <laughs> I will. And same. Tell everybody I, I said hello. I will. I'll go and I'll go say hello to Craig right now. And Mrs. C should be home now too. So. Awesome. Yeah. Send my love. <laughs> Maybe I'll just bring him on in here. Hey, <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. <laughs> All right. Take care. Yes. You and, too. Um, and stay safe and stay healthy. And you too. It was good to see you. You too. All right. Sending you big hugs. <laughs> Air hug. Air hug. <laughs> All right. Take care. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much to Jim Leap for hanging with me and taking the time to show everyone around the studio. There is a ton of links in the show notes, including where you can listen and watch both nights from Boondocks, as well as the set lists, 
where you can follow the show on our new Instagram page. Definitely check that out if you haven't followed us yet. Anything referenced throughout my review or with my chat with Jimmy. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you again so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.